Think back to when you were a kid, right? And did your parents, your mom and your dad, did they have a certain certain uh, fragrance that they were known for? Like dad, cologne, mom, perfume, something that you you like see the bottle nowadays and you're like, oh my gosh, I could smell that like it was yesterday uh, with, uh, with just seeing it. That just happened to me. I saw on uh, social media, somebody posted a picture of a bottle of Old Spice. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is my Uncle Max. My oh, mom did and I, he wear it every my time? My mom and I lived with my Uncle Max for a couple of years, and he always had a bottle of Old Spice on, and he would wear it every Sunday when we'd go to church. Me and him and my mom, we'd go to, we'd go to Mass, and he'd be loaded up with the Old Spice. And then so if he I gave you still, a hug, you probably smelled like it all day. I can still smell the Old Spice. As a matter of fact, it made such an imprint on me when I was in high school, um, I <clears throat> borrowed a bottle from him because, you know, you get interested in girls and stuff. I guess nowadays high school boys spray themselves with axe. Well, back then you would borrow your dad or your uncle's Old Spice and think like that that was going to be the, the lady magnet. <laughs> 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 so, but anyhow, I saw that picture and it just brought all of it back. So I Googled old school colognes. Tell, tell me if you remember any of these. Brute. Do you remember Brute? It was in a green bottle. Oh, yeah. Brute by Fabergé. Did your dad have have one? That he the only wear? scent I can think of that I every once in a while, I think we bought him a bottle of like, was it called Old English Leather? English Leather. It had With, the had the uh, wood top. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And I don't think he, I think it was just like, oh, that's sweet. My daughter bought me a Christmas present. I don't think he necessarily wore it very much. Um, what about your mom? Did your mom have any perfume that she, uh, she regularly wore? She, did what was my mom's perfume ah that's gonna drive me crazy i don't remember one for my mom she had like a a tray on her dresser it was like a mirror on the bottom Mm -hmm. and she put all these perfumes she must have had like i don't know yeah my mom had several like like, 15 different bottles of perfume one of us bought her was it called red door Ooh, that sounds saucy I remember my oldest sister always wore that. Um, what was it? It was in a pink. It was pink, like baby soft. Baby soft. Hmm. My and dog. then a lot of us like the Bed Bath and Beyond stuff, like watermelon, cucumber, or whatever yeah. it was. My dad didn't. Wear, my dad never wore cologne. Never, never wore any cologne. Mom had a ton of perfume. Then my uncle Max said that, that the the Old Spice. I can I can still had the little gray like little pin that you put in the top of the bottle. And I can still remember the commercial now too. Like the guy jumps off the boat, and his his uh, the, the you know his wife or whatever his girlfriend's been waiting for him to return from the sea, and there he is. Can you imagine how bad he smelled actually in reality getting <laughs> off that boat. Can you imagine how hard it is to train for a marathon? I mean, twenty six point two miles to mm. cover. Coming mm. up, the twin brothers who trained for seven of them. You already know running hurts. So can you imagine running? seven marathons in seven days in a row. That's exactly what twin brothers Henry and Will Wade accomplished. They're uh, 30 years old, and they decided to challenge themselves and run seven marathons in seven days to bring awareness to mental health. You see, Will has had some issues, some mental health challenges since his house burned down a year ago. He was Mm. in the house when the fire broke out and tried to put it out tried to save his stuff he got burns Mm. and he's experienced a little bit of ptsd and some panic attacks since 
So they're like, let's do this. Let's bring awareness to mental illness. And they did. They said marathons four and five were the worst. Mm. And then they wrapped it up at the New York City Marathon. And they said that was energizing because, you know, everyone's cheering for you. And there's all these other runners. They're they're done. But the first six of them, they had to do just the two of them all around Mm. Manhattan. So (laughs) not so fun. Right, right. Ah, the joy of parenting. Have your kids done anything to deceive you, mom and dad, recently? Uh, Wait till you hear this story in just a minute. It's kind of in their job description, so... (laughs) Ah, uh, the joy of parenting. They uh, they can tend to be pretty deceptive, your kids. <laughs> when was the last time they deceived you? So uh, this is one where, um, here's, let me set the scene. I uh, saw this on Torin Wells' socials. He's an artist musician, and he's trying to get his kids to learn how to play the piano, just like daddy. And he did this post, and he says, I don't know if I should be upset or impressed But he walks into the room where the piano is, and here's his conversation with his little boy. Practicing piano, bud? So what'd you do here? You recorded yourself playing at one time, and then just kept pressing play while you play your iPad? I'll play it for real. So he recorded himself... Playing the piano. That is next level. (laughs) Was playing the audio so loud. When when he walked in, it sounded just like his son playing the piano. And instead, it was the piano audio on his iPad while he played another video game. Mm. And and then he's like, he's so red-handedly caught. He goes, I can play right now, Dad. I'll show you. I'll I'll play right now. (laughs) And Doran's like, I don't know if I should be impressed or upset. He should be but, scared for what's ahead of him yes. is what he should be <laughs> if, he's, if he's already doing that. Oh, wow, man. what's coming next? Yeah. So Torin Wells, an artist we play, his son, was supposed to be practicing the piano, mm-hmm. and he just recorded himself on his iPod playing through his whatever his his scales mm-hmm. or whatever, his iPads, playing through his scales once, and then just kept playing that back and over and over and over again while he did something else. I haven't seen or heard of someone using technology to fool their parents to that level since... I got to go back to Ferris Bueller. <laughs> the, the, the dummy in the bed yes, that sounded it, like him snoring. Yes, and he had a snoring sound and it effect. it rolled and over when his parents so walked in, I'm right? wondering if maybe Torin's son watched Ferris Bueller over the weekend or something <laughs> or a few days ago. And Throwback thought, movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Ferris was really on to something there. <laughs> maybe I could record on the iPad. It just might work. I seriously, I would be like torn. Like, I don't know if I should be scared or impressed at the intelligence level mm. that it took to come up with that. I I was never smart enough to pull mm. off something mm. like that mm. when I was a kid. Yeah, the only the only level I went to with that was you. Did you ever do this one? You, I don't feel good, mom. You didn't want to go to school. Well, here, let me take your temperature. And as soon as mom would leave, you'd put the thermometer on the <gasps> light bulb. You did not. <laughs> Yeah, I've but, never done that. The only only snag in that plan was it gave me a temperature of like 147. <laughs> <laughs> Did you end up in the ER? <laughs> no, I ended up in school. <laughs> <laughs> this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. You're going to love this. The sweetest story about a doggy reunion. Reuben Ray lives in an assisted living facility in Grand Rapids, Michigan, because a couple years ago, in the same week, he suffered two strokes and had kidney failure. Mm. Well, his doctor recommended he get an emotional support dog. So he got a little chihuahua 
Named it D-O-G, calls him O-G for short. <laughs> this is my little chihuahua O-G. Um, he, he takes O-G to the grocery store with him. Yeah. And he's in the car and he comes out from the car. The dog's gone. Hmm, no. He was missing for two weeks. Oh. And later they re- reunited and it is the sweetest moment to watch. Good things do happen, you know. I can tell everybody that that's true. Happened with the kidney, happened with the dog. <laughs> I don't know what else I could want. Hmm. Isn't that a great attitude? He did get a kidney, by the way, a new kidney. And then his dog came back. And he's like so content with life, even though he's got life all these good. health issues and he's living in an assisted facility. He's like, what more could I want? Do you remember there was a... There was a TV commercial that pretty much told that guy's story years ago. And I forget, it was about being lucky, fortunate, blessed, or whatever. And the guy's sitting there like, Bill, we've got news for you. And like this dog jumps in his arms. He's like, Sparky, you came back. And then they go, but wait, there's more. And a guy walks up and he goes, I have a brother. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all this awesome stuff was happening to him out of the blue. It's like your good news story, but but real. Yeah, that's what happened to Ruben Ray. the good news story was real. Coming up, are you living in what you would call your dream home? Hey, are you living in what you would define as your dream home? In a new survey, 94% of Americans said no. (laughs) I am not. I watch too much HDTV. Right. It depends how how big are your dreams. (laughs) Everyone has a different idea of what it would look like. For example, 28% say their dream home would be in the suburbs, 22% prefer a beachside home. 20% 20% say a dream home is out of the country and another, you know, out of the USA. Hmm. 15% want to be in the heart of the city and another 15% want to live in the mountains. And the most popular dream amenities, you want to guess what people um, say they would say is included dream in their amenity. dream home? Uh, a big, huge deck with an outdoor kitchen. Ooh, you're close. Yeah, big backyard, home with a view, mm-hmm. large family room, a front porch or a balcony privacy that's hard to find nowadays a hobby room and a home theater you know what you didn't mention my dream amenity Mm -hmm. no mortgage (laughs) 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 paid for (laughs) that is a dream home that's my that's my uh, dream amenity (laughs) so uh, we were talking about dream houses and um, you know think about your current house what would it take what would have to change at your current house for it to be your dream home. What would you have to change? New kitchen? Maybe uh, request that your neighbors move? <laughs> <laughs> what would it take to make where you live right now your dream home? Give us a call. Let us know. Hey, Julia, what would it take for your current house, the house you're living in right now, to be transformed into your dream home? An update. Yeah, a refresh. <laughs> yes. It was built in 1998, and it needs to be updated desperately. I know the feeling. Like, you got the, maybe like the, well, ironically, the brass fixtures are back. <laughs> so that came well, back around. This, I, don't have, I don't have brass fixtures. That would make me still out of date. You know, our, <laughs> our house was built, I think, about the same time, and um, uh-huh. we got our kitchen redone, and just completely makes it feel like a different house. They knocked out oh, a yeah. wall, made it really open. 
the uh, floors were really bright and like a honey color, and now they're a dark espresso color. Just we just love it. That's brilliant because your wife spends most of her life in the kitchen. Oh, she loves being in there. I mean, it's like the family room in our house. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. Totally jealous. Now, the <laughs> only thing that would make our house our a dream home is if if somehow magically the Lord could lift it up and move it to the mountains on about five hundred acres, then Tracy would be thrilled. <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to put that part in there because that was a, you know, that would be a huge dream would be to move. I would just be happy with mine on five, six, seven acres somewhere else. Yeah, but we're dreaming, so why not go big? (laughs) Yeah, you went 500 acres. She only went five or six. (laughs) All right, thanks for calling in. All right, thank you guys for blessing us every day. Aw, thanks. Take care. We're talking about dream homes, and I was thinking kind of big picture on all this, and I think back to... um, my ancestors and like they came over on the, from Poland and and worked the oyster boats in the Chesapeake Bay uh, in like the early part of the last century and uh, what how hard their lives were mm. and then they moved to Baltimore City and like my mom grew up her and her three brothers with mom and dad in a two bedroom house wow and they and they were like we are so blessed we yeah. are so fortunate they're so happy and you think about how we talk now modern in modern times you know you got mom and dad and one kid. We really need a four bedroom, <laughs> you know, and it's like there were what six of them in a two bedroom house, one bathroom, and they thought we've we've arrived. We are living like kings compared to how their grandparents lived and stuff. And then I think the same thing. I sometimes I pull into my driveway and I just thank God, like, hey, thank you for thank you for having Kevin be alive in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, but we have hit the existential lottery. Just being here in this time right now with yeah. so many of the things that we just take for granted. The fact that we get to live to be 80 years old, right? On on average. What is average? Like mid-80s or something. Back in the day, yeah. if you were in your 50s, you were elderly, right? Yeah. So there are so yeah. many things to be grateful for. And then I, I just look at my house and I think of like my mom growing up in a row house in Baltimore, really tight and cramped, and they thought they were fortunate. Yeah, we were just talking to our good friend John the other night about that. He grew up in Philly, and it was mom, dad, and I think, I, I'm going to get this wrong, it was eight or nine children, mm-hmm. and there was one bathroom. Yeah. And yeah. I think three bedrooms, which was pretty luxurious. Right. Um, and he said they had no idea. They just thought they were rich and happy and mm-hmm. and thrilled. Yeah. To... Until you watch HGTV, you don't know any different. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Until you watch Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. You think you are rich and famous, right? So, yeah, I just sometimes I I pull my driveway and I'm just I think about my great great grandparents and just the road that they took to get us here. And I'm just so grateful. So do you love feeling like you're smarter than everyone else with the way that you're saving money? Yeah, I'm the guy that that rips half paper towels in half. Yeah, yeah. My mom would be proud of you. She drains the ketchup bottle. But anyway, there's a way that I I think I get so excited and act, act like I'm saving all this money. And when you think about it, it is so ridiculous, but I get so super excited because there is a car wash, brand new one, with really nice spanking new machinery and the vacuums are free, and they have $5 Mondays, (laughs) and if the weather's good and everything, and my car's been been a while, I'll be like, ooh, I'm going to go get me a $5 car wash, I'm going to vacuum it out, they've got the free little rags and the cleaner. Well, I went through the other day, and they specifically on Mondays cross it out 
it saves two dollars. <laughs> it's normally seven. I thought, but I don't know why I feel so smart when I, I go. Thought you were going to say like every day is five dollar day. No, no, but, no, no. Only on I, Mondays. I would do it for two bucks. I get yeah. excited about that. Yeah, but it's really not that big of a deal. You figure if you save two dollars on free on car wash Monday, and I don't know, like two or three dollars on Taco Tuesday, and I don't know what's on Wednesday, but if you do that all week, you could wind up saving Enough some for money. coffee. Yeah, yeah, just add it all up, right? <laughs> Coming up, is it possible to unspoil a child? Hey, is it possible to unspoil a child? No parent spoils their kid on purpose, right? Most kids have off days where they act entitled as if the whole world revolves around them. So is it possible to unspoil them? Parenting experts say yes. Here are some things you can do. First, you can stop doing for your child what they can already do for themselves. Second, set boundaries and enforce them consistently. That's the hard part, right? Give them chores and other responsibilities at home and don't reward them for everyday tasks. The fourth thing to unspoil your child, don't rescue them when they make mistakes or have setbacks. And finally, expect and accept that your child will be upset with you. (laughs) But don't let their words or behavior determine your family's values and boundaries. You know, the the one thing that Tracy could not tolerate, like she could be okay with the kids being upset or angry or, or that's not fair, you know, that type of response. She could not deal with the kids going to bed hungry. That was like, mm. a, if she had a fault, that was it. Like they standoff. They wouldn't eat the, the dinner, yeah. and like 20 minutes later, she's making them a sandwich. And I'd be like, how are they ever going to eat their dinner if they know if I just wait, I'll get something else? Yeah. She's like, my, my kids are not going to bed hungry. So I would love to know if other families go through the same thing. You draw a line with your kids. You say, okay, no TV until you're 30. You can't have your iPad for another, for two months. Who's most likely in your house to um, void that punishment? (laughs) To say, okay, you can have it back. Is it mom? Is it dad? Is it you? Is it your better half? Give us a call. Who is least likely to follow through on the punishment? So who's more likely to give in, you or your other half? How about you, Danasia? Me. He's really stern and old school, and I'm like the more laid-back parent. <laughs> like, just last night, my daughter Bailey and my daughter Israel, they were going back and forth, and I told them to go to bed. Don't cut the TV. I'll just go to sleep. And they ended up actually not going to bed and watching TV. <laughs> I didn't even go back in the room, but they were arguing so bad. We were just like, just go in the room, just go in the room, go to sleep. In separate rooms, and they still end up up to like nine and watching TV. Oh yeah. man! So you you because your husband's the the heavy, you're literally going to start going. Wait till your father gets home. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. Like, you want me to call your dad? I'll call your dad. I'm always saying that. No, no, no. Okay, I'll listen. Oh, that's, that's great. It, it sounds to me like you guys balance each other out. That's what it sounds yeah, like to me. You know, it may be frustrating for him sometimes because I do give in so much. And like y'all were saying earlier, like not necessarily giving in because, you know, the kid will know like how your wife waiting for the sandwich. They know like, oh, I'm hungry, but I know my mom's going to come in with a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> right. So right. they kind of know like he'll say something and then it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, my mom will forgive me yeah. or she'll let me off the hook. Danasia, right. so, yeah. thanks for hang- hanging out with us and sharing your life with oh, us. Yes, we appreciate we love you. you guys. We listen to you guys every day all the time thank you guys so we're talking about uh parenting and who's more likely to uh kind of avoid a punishment to go oh okay you're 
You know, you can come out of timeout early. Uh, in our house, easily my wife. And it's mostly because, and we are, by the way, a united front. We had that agreement like before we ever had our first kid, Kyle. When we do have kids, we're going to be united front. If one of us says, you know, go to your room for three years, in front of the kids, we'll back each other up. When the kid gets to the room, we can say, what were you thinking? <laughs> but in front of the kids, united front. And we always were. So Tracy, she would do what I call going nuclear. She would give the most like long, harsh punish- punishment ever. Literally, you're not going to be able to use the computer for a month. <laughs> but I've got homework to do tonight. Okay, you can use it for homework. And she would slowly Back erode the punishment. Yeah. yeah, And I would talk to her away from the kids and go, honey. Honey, you you have to have the punishment fit the crime. You can't like take everything away until they're thirty all the time. A, that's going to make us miserable, and B, it's just not practical. It's not going to work, and they're going to know. Oh, mom's going to blow up, have some big huge punishment, and then get out of free jail cards coming real soon. So just ride the wave, and the punishment will go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Say like here's here's what I would do. I'd say send them to their room. I'm going to think about your punishment. There you go. Calm down for a minute, right? Or half hour or whatever it takes. Yeah. Three days. Whatever you know, <laughs> ridiculous thing you found out your kid was doing. And then figure out the punishment. But yeah. So in our house, she was more likely to delve out a harsh penalty and the most likely to void said harsh penalty quicker than I was. I was ready to ride it out with her no matter what. Are you a little bit of a germaphobe? Then what I'm about to tell you may creep you out, but you're going to be so glad I told you. (laughs) You may be allergic to your phone. The average smartphone is so dirty, scientists are calling them reservoirs of allergens and toxins. (laughs) They say we could all do a better job of cleaning our phones and more often to help us stay healthy. I even have a fancy schmancy gadget called phone soap. Uh that cleans your phone with um, ionized air. Okay. And after getting this ready for our show, I used it last night. (laughs) Seven times. I put hand sanitizer (laughs) all over my phone and then stuck it in the phone soap thingy (laughs) gadget thingy. Yeah. So my phone should be pretty clean right now. My daughter got one of those during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And like in the beginning months of the pandemic, when everybody went lost their minds, it was like well, the second you walked in the door, my wife would be like, put your phone in the thing. Put your phone in the thing. In the phone soap? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you never mentioned it until now. I don't know if it, it did anything now. or not. It was like infrared or something. I don't know. Who knows? Might have just been a light that turned on. <laughs> I have no idea, but we all lost our minds there for a little while. Coming up, when you go on vacation, think about this for a minute. Are you able to truly relax? When you go on vacation, are you able to truly relax? Two in three Americans admit they feel too much pressure during their vacation to actually enjoy it. No kidding. Although people's vacations typically last a week, the average person doesn't start to relax until three days into their trip. Um, I know a friend, actually, who he was like that. He's like... Taylor, I didn't even start to calm down from everything that's going on in my life until like the third day in. Hmm. Uh, but what's keeping people from having fun? Uh, you want to take a guess, Kev? 
they can't stop checking their work email. Ooh, that's a good one. Good guess. Um, these are some of the big reasons from the survey. Uh, not having enough money during their trip. <laughs> Feeling they won't get to do or see everything they planned. And the one that every parent can relate to, if one person in your family is stressed or has a negative attitude, it ruins the whole trip's <laughs> vibe. Oh, yes. And that is sometimes when you do all this to take your kids on vacation, and mm-hmm. then they're just like crabby and cranky, yeah. and they yeah. don't want to wait in line for the ride. With, uh, and- with four kids, I would say to my wife sometimes, we'd, we'd rent a beach house, right? And at the end of the day, we'd crawl in bed, and I'd go, can't we just have one day where everyone's happy, mm. where everybody's having a wow. good time. It seems like every day, somebody would be having a bad day. That's My rough. buggy boy broke. Well, we brought 15. Just grab another <laughs> one. <laughs> when you go on vacation, can you truly relax? Two and three Americans say, nope, I'm under too much pressure. There's no way I can relax on vacation. <laughs> what happens in your life? We'd love to hear from you. Ashley, hey, it's Kevin and Taylor. Hey. Hey, hey. We, we have a question for you. When you go on vacation, especially mm-hmm. since you're a mom, you've got two little girls, are you able to truly relax? Oh, no. It's just a different place to keep your kids and, and somewhere for them not to tear up. <laughs> <laughs> so you just relocate all of the duties yeah. that you do at home somewhere else. Oh, absolutely. And then worry about, like, breaking something or figuring out <laughs> if you're going to get your deposit back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we didn't get ours back place. one time. We broke a uh, get out. we broke a glass table at an Airbnb. <gasps> um, oh, and and here's the worst part: we were leaving. We were literally walking out no. the door, and one of our kids—I mm-hmm. think they put like they dropped their suitcase on it or something—and uh, it completely smashed. How much was the deposit? Two hundred bucks. <gasps> yep. Oh, God. That became a way more Gone. expensive vacation. Yep. Uh. And like, and we love to go on vacation. We go to the place all the time, but like, we bring we bring snacks, and I bring our own toys. And we even have like a vacation toy bag that I like hide these toys, and then I only bring them out on vacation. Oh, so that's like, cool. Ooh, yeah, smart so, like, during the hotel, I'll be like, oh, look, look at these toys. Look at this kind well, of thing we, you haven't seen. We would, um, we'd ramp it up, too. We'd take our dogs with us. So it was just, like, literally oh, oh no. our oh, whole no. house <laughs> located somewhere else. He's like, you silly, silly man. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> hey, Mary, vacation. It's supposed to be a time that you forget about all the stress. But it can be more stressful, right? Oh, my goodness. We tried to do when uh, it was just our two boys. Mm-hmm. We tried to take just us, like the four of us, on vacation. And it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it was the absolute worst. It was too hot, too sandy, you name it. It was We needed a vacation from the vacation. It was the worst. <laughs> Wasn't that the time the one little boy developed an aversion to sand? He didn't even want to touch it? Did not want to be put down. Like, it was as if the sand was lava. Um, total fear and so why why even be at the beach i can be at home and you be afraid of things it was it was not a good trip we will never do that again Uh, so rough and how do you even begin to talk the kid off of that stress ledge it's not lava yes it is there's no logic it's not it's not there's no logic for a kid that can't understand like object permanence like that your dad's coming home or I'm just going into the other room. Sand not being like an actual villain. There's no logic in that. There's no logic.